Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 31 17. You are locked on Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome to a January 5th, Thursday night edition of the Lockdown Blazers Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer for BlazersHead.com and former Blazers beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to the show. Blazers on a back-to-back this evening. They had a national TV game against the Los Angeles Lakers. I was at the game. And the Blazers pull away with a victory on the night that Damian Lillard returns to the lineup. The Blazers hold off uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, who led by as many as 14 points to win 118-109 on Thursday, helping get them back into the win column. As I mentioned... Damian Lillard returned to the court tonight uh, in this game. He had 21 points, 10 assists, and 5 rebounds on 7 of 14 shooting, 4 of 10 from 3. Very efficient, uh, not quite um, back to his uh, scoring average yet, but I, you know, he didn't need to be tonight. He really, I think, added a lot with his ability to pass the ball. Uh, his passing ability is something that, they missed uh, while he was gone. Uh, he, he dished out tennis tonight. And, and C.J. McCollum continues to uh, just play excellent basketball uh, these last few weeks. He, and, and he has the whole season, to be, to be frank. C.J. had 27 points and 7 assists and 4 rebounds to uh, lead the Blazers in scoring and 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 come back from uh, a little bit of a deficit. As I mentioned, the Lakers were up by 14 points at one point. They went on a massive run in the second quarter, and they scored 38 points in that second quarter. They went 6 of 12, six of 12 from 3, excuse me, in that quarter uh, to take a lead going into halftime. However... Portland got right back into the game at the start of the third quarter and they were back and forth down the stretch and then towards the end of this game last couple of minutes Portland really pulled away they got some stops D'Angelo Russell was cooking a little bit there in the fourth but Portland was able to slow him down and then the Lakers just didn't connect on a lot of their deep shots that could have made this game interesting Nick Young had a couple Clarkson had a couple. Ingram had a had a wide open corner three. The Blazers dodged a couple bullets, but hey, you know that, that that's what you need. 
uh, you don't get through 82 games without uh, and make the playoffs and, and have success without a little bit of luck. So uh, Portland gets that, but um, in, in some of those moments down the stretch, but I think overall uh, for three quarters of this game, they played solid defense. That second quarter uh, really weighs down uh, the total, but uh, that's not to say that this game wasn't close and this game wasn't uh, one that the Blazers could have lost. And uh, But they, they didn't lose. They, they hold on for the win and this is important because they're right now they're trying to get back into that playoff race they're trying to get back into the conversation at the very least trying to be in the playoff picture after tonight's win Portland is a half game behind Sacramento in the standings Sacramento in eighth place right now so uh that's uh not where we thought they would be uh not or at least not where i expected them to be and not where the people who are with the blazers thought they would be obviously they thought this team was going to be a a team that could potentially contend for a western conference finalist final spot uh a a team that that had a lot of aspirations but hey they're right now uh they're 16 and 22 they are in kind of a must-win zone, which was uh, something uh, interesting uh, that came out of Terry Stotts' post-game press conference was that uh, he said that he kind of talked about it with the team in between the Golden State game and this game, that the, the game against the Lakers tonight, that the Blazers needed to win these next three games. And uh, when you look at the schedule and how it breaks – they really need to win four out of the next five games. Uh, Cleveland at home is going to be extremely difficult. But L.A. tonight, Detroit on Saturday, on the road at the Lakers next Tuesday, and then at home at Orlando before they head off to an East Coast road trip to kind of close off a a mini homestand that they have here where they have four out of five games at home. They, they have to do well in this, and, 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 and Stotts is absolutely right. And, and one of the, the things that Stotts is aware of, too, th- this is not uh, Stottsian procedure, so to speak. He, he does not like talking about anything beyond the next game, uh, just like any coach. But uh, he's very, at least in the time that I've covered him, which is now five years, he doesn't do that. So uh, for, for Stotts to tell the team and, and, and to talk publicly about that. It, it, it shows where this team is. And I, it, it shows that they have, uh, or at least that Stotts is trying to get a little bit more of a sense of urgency there uh, for this team. And uh, tonight they responded well down, down the stretch in this game. And, and, and they, they, they got a win that they, they should get and one that they needed. They, keep on saying that they, you know, and, and they, they believe that they're a good team. Their record doesn't say it, but uh, if they are going to be a team that is respectable, a team that gets above 500, a team that makes the playoffs, they have to win games like this, and they've got to win games like Detroit on Saturday, Orlando next Friday. Those are games that Portland has to have 
and then they also have to pick up some other road wins. I mean, they've been so bad on the road this year, they've got to win ones like at the Lakers. So uh, Stotts is right. They're kind of in a must-win couple of weeks here because after that stretch, the four out of five at home, they hit the road for four games. And while Philadelphia is on the schedule, the other three teams on that schedule, you know, Washington's been playing a little bit better, a little bit more respectable than they were at the start of the season. So you've got three tough games there, and Philly hasn't been rolling over like they have in years past. Embiid is a monster and is going to cause problems for the Blazers. And so uh, th- this is really an important stretch for Terry Stotts uh, and, and his team. So it's uh, a little bit surprising, but when you zoom out and, and you see the circumstances, you see the expectations, you see the schedule ahead – you see where he's coming from, and, and, and he's absolutely right. that This team has got to string uh, some wins together, and they did string – well, they didn't string any together, but they got one tonight. So they're 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games, uh, the Blazers are, but any anytime's a good time to start, I suppose. So uh, they win tonight, 118-109. They get Dame Lillard back, and uh, – get an important win because every win right now is important. They just, they just need to win. And, uh, they also covered the spread, but, uh, as I mentioned, the Blazers have three out of their next four at home and the NBA season is, is it's, it's heating up as, as Terry Stotts alluded to it's urgency. It's a new year and all teams are kind of going full steam ahead now towards the all-star break and towards the end of the season. And if you want to make it for this important stretch of the season you want to be there you want to watch the game the best way to get there the easiest the smartest way to get there is through SeatGeek and they can help you get all the tickets that you want to be there up close and in person there's nothing like being at the game for the biggest plays of the year and with SeatGeek it's never been easier to get the seats you want for a great value they have great selection they have seats all over the arena whatever you want whatever price point they will help you find what you want for any given game it's the first place that I go to look for tickets when I'm going to a game, maybe with friends or uh, with my girlfriend, and uh, it, it's it's really great. I, I got some tickets uh, over the holidays, pulled the app up on my phone, see all the prices, and it really does make my life easier. It does all the price comparison for me. It searches multiple ticket sites to make sure that I get the best deal, and they do all the work saving me time and money. And it's a super convenient service, but the thing that is best about SeatGeek is that my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. And to get that $20 rebate on your tickets, download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code and enter promo code LOBLAZERS, and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOBLAZERS today. Yeah, as as Stotts mentioned, this is this part of the season is is super important, and the Blazers. It, it's just been rough. Uh, t- tonight, uh, it was uh, better th- than most nights. That second quarter was kind of uh, almost a here we go again. It had a here we go again feel to it. Uh, that second quarter where they gave up thirty eight points, but uh, I do think that it it was maybe not growth, but it showed some sense of urgency that the Blazers were able to recover and get this win tonight. The Lakers have not been good really since the start of the season when they really got off to a hot start. 
they've gone two and eight in the last ten games, and their defense is the only defense that's worse than Portland's. So they needed to win this game, and and but the thing is, is that you know Portland had been really struggling against teams that haven't been that good. You know, they lost to the Suns earlier this year. They lost at home to the Mavericks. They they they've had these losses. So for this team this year, maybe this being able to come back, come from behind, hold them off, come you know, and get a victory is a sign of growth, and maybe it is, but uh, it, it seems like. It's at least a it's a win. So uh, I guess we won't turn our wheels too much on that anymore because it feels like that's what I'm doing. Blazers get a win. That was important. And they've got some some tough games ahead. And that this one maybe couldn't have, could have got away from them, but they made some shots late and they got stops late when they needed to. So uh, they definitely deserve credit for that. Looking at the standings right now, they're a half game behind Sacramento and then they're five and a half back of the Oklahoma City Thunder who are in 7th who are right there with the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies have struggled a little bit as have the Thunder as of late but just not to the degree that the Blazers have struggled as of late. So, uh there's a lot of season left. Uh the, this it, it is Portland is not right now it looks like they're kind of stuck in that 8 seed but they get a, if they can string a couple of those wins together if they can win these next 3 maybe they're in the mix a little bit more for those lower playoff seeds where they can avoid a confrontation with say the warriors in the first round so that they have a little bit more of a puncher's chance even if it is against the spurs or the rockets who right now or would vanquish them at least if if you ask me today but it's still better than the Warriors because at least you can scheme, at least you can game plan a little bit without having to deal with four of the best 15 players in the world, four of the best 12 players in the world probably. So it they can get back into this a little bit if they string some wins together, but that is something that they haven't really done that much this season. However, Portland did get a small victory this afternoon, and it didn't even happen on the basketball court. So maybe you heard the news first reported by Woj and the Vertical that the Cleveland Cavaliers acquired Kyle Korver from the Atlanta Hawks. Korver uh, has been a, a sharpshooter. He's been with the Hawks for a while, and he's definitely going to help provide a lot of spacing. But And he was traded for Mike Dunleavy in a 2019 first-round pick. Now why that pertains to the Blazers is because according to Brian Windhorst, who obviously uh, is very plugged in all over the league, ESPN's Brian Windhorst, uh, and obviously very connected in Cleveland, he reported that in a separate deal, so as to allow the Cavs to trade their 2019 first-round pick, they swapped the 2017 and 28, they swapped 2017 and 2018 picks with the Blazers. The Blazers, if you recall, last trade deadline, picked up Cleveland's 2018 first-round pick, but because of a rule called the Stepien rule, you're not allowed to trade multiple... You're not supposed... You're not allowed to trade first-round picks in consecutive seasons. So to allow the 2019 pick to go to Atlanta, 
they gave their pick this draft 2017 to Portland in exchange for the 2018 pick so they could have so they could have that pick back and so they can make the trade to get Kyle Korver and to have more shooting when they eventually play the Warriors in the finals. So Neil Olshay again swooping in uh, and, 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 and taking advantage of a situation always on the phone and Hey, if, if you're old Shea, you have got to get some wins now and, and, and they get another first round pick. So now they have two first rounders uh, in the upcoming draft, which a lot of draft analysts say is a very deep draft with a lot of rotation players uh, coming up from the college ranks. So, uh, it, it seems like while the Blazers are trying to figure out how to win games and and, and get back on track, uh, Olshea is already making moves to try and make this team better before they hit that luxury tax threshold at, at the next trade deadline, So, which is where they're going to hit that first luxury tax. So uh, Olshea is not sitting on his hands. Uh, really... Uh, interesting deal obviously it's this they don't have more first round picks than they did but now they have more in this draft so uh that is important and as we approach the trade deadline who knows uh, how that might be attractive to some teams but uh i'm guessing that Olshay would rather keep those picks he's he calls himself a draft guy he's done pretty well in the draft, drafting guys for the Blazers so far, and uh, drafting elsewhere. So, Olshea has has a track record of being a good draft guy. So, uh, I mean, Layman has has shown some good things uh, lately. Connaughton, I'm not sure, but you know, those are second round picks. But if Olshea can get some first round picks, hey, more uh, that's that's all the better. And with all of the talk about. Portland not being a, a premier free agent destination, which doesn't really matter anymore because the Blazers are not going to have cap space to sign uh, any unrestricted free agents. They have got to figure out more. They've got to go through different avenues to find talent, and the draft is one of those avenues that a team like Portland can really take advantage of. So Olshea, uh accelerating the timeline a little bit on their draft assets, and uh, they will be at their disposal this season so uh that's uh something really interesting uh interesting development in terms of the overall long-term path of this team they get uh two 2017 picks obviously they've underperformed so far this season i think they will likely still make the playoffs even though i don't think that they really have looked like a playoff team for most of the season and they aren't one right now if you had to choose you'd probably pick them out of all the teams there so they'll probably make the playoffs, but you know, if, if they're if they're nothing better than an eight seed, then they're just outside the lottery possibly, and then they get Cleveland's pick in the in the back half of the first round. So, hey, that that's a pretty good way to add talent, and I know it, it, it's something that uh, Olshay really enjoys, and he's always scouting college players. He's he's this time of year, he's usually always on the road. So, for Portland to get another pick. And for them to have more assets to use in the immediate future, I think is a, a development that uh, is really interesting and, and, and could really help the Blazers down the line or help them 
in potentially acquiring another player and packaging those picks with one of their guys to, to get someone else. Who that might be, I don't know. And there's a lot of the guys on the Blazers other than C.J. McCollum uh, probably aren't going to command a lot in return. But uh, two second-round picks, and if, if, if folks around the league think that this draft is as deep as it is, that's uh, that's those are two really strong assets for the Blazers. So uh, Olshay uh, stepping in there, getting a, getting a good pick in a in a good draft, and taking advantage of a situation because Cleveland doesn't need their draft pick this year. They they don't need it. That's that's not where they are. They're they're trying to win championships and they're trying to reload and have an arms race and get guys around LeBron. That's what they're doing. And so that that's what this trade was. And uh, Portland took advantage of a situation within the league where you got two teams chasing each other down and may, took it and and used it to Portland's benefit. So uh, while the Blazers win tonight on the court and and get things back on. Uh, track that way with getting Lillard Mac they get another win off the court so while the the start of the season has been a little disappointing oh I also forgot Evan Turner was a monster tonight so uh 15 points in the fourth quarter finished with 20 on the night so uh great day for for Neil O'Shea great day for the Blazers and and a a good day for them they uh, have had a lot of rough days so far this season and they uh get a couple of victories Turner helps them in a big win they get Dame back. They get another first-round pick for this upcoming draft. So, hey, uh, the most of the season hasn't been good, but this was a good day. Uh, maybe uh, I think it's a little too far to say a sign of things to come, but hey, uh, I guess you got to take them where you can get them. And, and, and Portland had a good day today. They got a draft asset. Their big free agent acquisition came up big, and their star's back. So uh, pretty good day overall for the Blazers Thank you for listening to this edition of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, Google Play, TuneIn FM, wherever you can get a podcast. Please subscribe. Tell your friends. If you want to advertise, hit us up at LockedOnBlazers at gmail.com, and we will be back with you for another edition of Locked On Blazers sometime after the game against the Pistons on Saturday. Uh, there, there may be some weather issues there uh, that may delay uh, just in case uh, there's some transportation and what have you. So, uh, But we will be back at some point after the Detroit game. So see you then. takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17